You're listening to the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered Podcast, a place for inspiration, empowerment, and personal development. Showcasing badass women from all over the world, giving tips on personal development, mindset, and healing. I'm your host, Olivia, transformational success coach for spiritual female entrepreneurs. Now let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the Empowered Woman Badass and Unfiltered Podcast. Today, I have a supreme guest. Like, I am so honored to be sharing space with her. Her name is Eva Karen Wallen, and she is the creator of the Expansion Method. She is the author of The Powerless Thought and a professional speaker. She is known internationally as the queen of transformation because she helps her audience and clients release what is holding them back and rewire their minds so they can easily step their game and step up their game and grow their business. She has been le- featured with leading experts on international platforms, including the US, Sweden, and Germany, has been seen on a Scala magazine in the on the Wealth Academy and shared a stage with Marisha Margitrude. Eva Karen is passionate about empowering her audience and clients with her step-by-step process to ship outdated beliefs and ideas, plus with her proven techniques that anyone can learn, her clients and audiences easily increase their confidence, show up at a new level and attract bigger and better opportunities. Like y'all, I'm so excited. I'm feeling it as I'm reading it. Like, I'm just like, her intro is just everything. Okay. Um, And she's coming and like, whether she's talking to 20, like a group of 20 or thousands, she ignites the atmosphere with her proven methods, empowering presence and commitment to real results. Coming all the way from Sweden, Guys, check her out. Her links are below. I've got her website. She's got a um, money quiz that's included on that website as well. So definitely check that out. Um, Her Facebook and her Instagram are linked below. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you. It's amazing to be here. (laughs) Thanks. So I want to know how you got started in this line of work, because it's also something similar to what I do, but... Like, I feel like everybody's got their story, especially when they work in the, um, the world of transforming lives. Yeah. For some reason, I felt that that was what I wanted to do. Um, and I was trying out to become a therapist in different modalities, but I never felt confident in doing that. And at one point, I met this lady, a Swedish lady, but she had lived in Denver for some years. And we met and she just said that, yeah, I'm studying to become a coach. And I knew I wanted to become a coach as well, but I had no idea what it was. I just knew, you know, in my heart, it was a really strange feeling. Anyways, I went to the US to um, international coach conference and fell in love with it, understood more about what it was, started the training and started working right away to become a coach. And, um, I was struggling a bit because I had no idea of how to get clients. I had, you know, very, very naive thought that, yeah, if I studied 
that that people will come. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't do that. No, people don't even want to change their lives half the time. <laughs> like what? No, I just want you to fix all the exterior things. That's what yeah. most people are like anyway. But sorry. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I see this still with people. I just want to do the thing I love, but um, I want someone else to do, you know, the selling and marketing for me. Anyways, I was wise enough to get a business coach. And then I was sort of, you know, I wanted to work with the personal development stuff, but I couldn't find the message. So because I was lacking the message, I started to follow my coach in her footsteps. And so I became a, a sales and marketing coach. And I thought that was God's private joke to me <laughs> because I didn't know that, anything about that before. And one year into me being in business, I became a single mother with five children. And then was with my fear started to kick in big time. You know, I doubted myself so much. How can I ever make this work and support my children? And they were between one and 13 years old at the time. So they, I mean, I, I was... I just had to, to make it work. And I think that that was why I, why I made it work because I had to, because I couldn't see any way out. And I was you know, going to network meetings, putting up a happy smile on my face. Yes, I'm the coach that can change your life, sort of thing. And inwards, I felt so bad and miserable. So it was really off and on, off and on, off and on. And then uh, fast forward a bit i remember how i was reading a book and in the book it opened to me about shadow work and for those who don't know what that is is to acknowledge and accept those parts of you that you don't want to look at those parts that told me that i wasn't good enough i was worthless i was useless i at one point i felt like it's too many people on this planet. It's one too many, and it's me. So, and, and that was such a profound shift for me because I started to use some of the tools that I learned from the book. And even though I had been in the personal development field for years before that, you know, started to really look at these beliefs I had and acknowledge them and communicate with them that really changed my life big time. And it was, it wasn't just, I mean, my life had changed before, absolutely. But this time it was, I have this crazy memory of doing this exercise from uh, something I felt badly about and suddenly I felt good. And I was looking out the window and I was looking at the trees and the houses that were there and they looked different. And of course, they were not different. It was me that was different. I had different perception. And that is what changed my world. And that is what changes the world for people. So that was the day I fell in love with problems and obstacles. And I wanted to dive deeper and deeper and deeper into that and find the most efficient and profound way to make this transformation. And it took me a few years and up on the other end came the expansion method, which in many cases, help people to shift things within minutes. So it's really simple, it's fast, and it goes deep. So that is my journey to why I'm doing what I'm doing. Thank you so much for just sharing, you know, the, the pitfalls as well as what helped you change 
and, you know, like the pivot part. Um, because I feel like so many people leave out the struggle and it could that is- not have been easy to be a single mother of five children. And then really like in that moment and, and de- battling depression and suicidal thoughts when you've got people to depend on you and then really just turning it around is such a beautiful testimony in, in itself. So I commend you and I thank you so much for sharing that. And um, I love that you help people really change their lives as well. Um, what would you say um, would be like one of the things that you would dive deep in on to help somebody change their per- perception on something? Well, I think basically for most of us is to go deep down into self-worth. But I don't start there because um, if you would have asked me at that time if I was, you know, felt worthy, if I had a good day, I would say, yeah, of course. But the thing is, we don't see ourselves. I have this metaphor. It's like, just imagine that you're going to, go out and you put on your makeup and then you, the last thing you do before you go out you, you put you look yourself in the mirror and see oh i forgot to put lipstick on you don't put the lipstick on the mirror you put it on your lips so and this it's if we take that as a metaphor how to do the world the life we live in to see that the feedback we get from the world and the reactions we have to the feedback is information It's not the truth, it's just what the mirror is showing us in this moment. And it's when we believe that what our reactions tells the truth. So when I had these thoughts that I'm I'm worthless, I totally believed it. But that was in that moment when someone, something was triggering me. Uh, So that is what I see one of the biggest mistakes that we do is to believe in our thoughts and our feelings, the reactions. But I know if, if people listen to this and say, well, you don't understand me. I totally do because that was exactly my reaction. Way back. <laughs> listen, people really, they really do that. Like all the time. It's like, well, easy for you to say. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Stay, stay the way you want to. All right. You, exactly. you, you get to keep every single limitation you argue for. Like, <laughs> I, I just. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, you don't understand me. Actually, I do better than you do many times. And that's the thing. I have another metaphor for that. The only thing that we show everyone else is something we don't see ourselves, it's our face. We show that to all the other people, but we cannot see our own faces unless we have a mirror, something to mirror it in. So it's so easy for us to, to, for everyone to see someone else's issues and problems, but it's so difficult to see our own. Oh, yes. And I, I definitely think like self-awareness is so important in that aspect of actually just being able to see who you are. Um, what are some other ways that you would 
um, suggest doing the shadow work? Yeah. Um, the number one thing is to create awareness and awareness um, you find in your body foremost. Um, and to listen, to tune into the body and feel what is going on inside the body. Because most of this tends to be so much up in our heads. So we don't even recognize what is going on in the body. Uh, and sometimes just tune in and put your hand on your heart and put your hand on the belly and just tune in and see, does it feel comfortable or is it uncomfortable? And if it's comfortable, enjoy it. And if it's any kind of discomfort, just notice what is that and be more curious about what it is than to judge it as something bad because it isn't bad. Oh, yeah. I, um, I think I was telling somebody something when it came to like how we, we judge ourselves. And I was like, you know what? We need to look at ourselves with a sense of curiosity. Um, more so of a learner's mindset than a judger's mindset. And when you're going through your processes, you know, learn about who you are instead of judging yourself, because I feel like you can change the things that you don't like so much faster that way. Um, and also to be nice to oneself and understand that we have been carrying so much for such a long time. So it's not, even though we can see the goal we have ahead of us and we can see the steps that we need to take to get there, we don't see what limitations we have about ourselves to be aligned with the goal. And then it's so easy to, when we sort of, we think we fail, when we don't reach the goal we, we uh, look for, is that um, we don't, respect that we have so much more inside and layers of layers of the same thing just imagine how many years you've been living and had the same pattern because most of the patterns you either you um, inherit them from your parents or you you get them from your upbringing as a child so when we set a goal and we walk the path towards the goal and things don't work out as they as you would like them to it's actually a good sign because whatever happens you have a, a reaction a thought or a feeling and that can be your guide to show you what limiting belief you have have about yourself that is ready and willing to be transformed so when you look at the fears and the obstacles from that perspective, there's nothing to be afraid of. Everyone <laughs> cares about you. So I don't talk about feelings as good or bad, not that positive or negative, right or wrong, because those statements are judging. But it's more like I have a sober perspective on it, take a step back and see, oh, this came up now. I feel worthless. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. Thank you for that awareness. And now I can choose consciously to embrace being worthy. That that was a big one there. Um, and how to 
use that self-awareness in the time, how to be kind and okay, yeah, thank you for that thought, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna follow that script today. I'm just, I'm not doing that. Um, that that's, and I have to remind myself to do that constantly. Um, and that, and that's what it is. It's like, it's all well and nice to like hear this, but it's learning how to do it in the moment mm-hmm. while you're, while these things come up, because they always come up. So how would you say you get in the habit of, um, being more aware of the feelings you're feeling? I would say put a timer on your phone to remind yourself to check in with your body and also to check in with your thoughts. It's not always, we can have, you know, feelings in our body we cannot put words to, but we feel it's a discomfort and we don't even need to put words on them every time. But the feelings and the thoughts we have, they are reflection of each other. So you can find it either way. So if you notice that you have not so nice thoughts about yourself or about the situation, that is also bringing your awareness. But as you say, it's, 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 it's not easy to remember these things because when you have the feeling, you tend to feel that that is the truth. So it, it's practice over and over again. So yeah, do something to remind yourself of being proactive and check in. That is a good way to get into the habit of creating awareness. Thank you for that. Cause I also, I, that's how I also feel. It's like, you've got to, you've got to intentionally disrupt <laughs> the thinking yeah. patterns. You got like, when you feel yourself like going down a track that you, you really don't want to go down. Like a lot of people, it's like, you know, that whole not today, Satan statement, you know, um, <laughs> the, the negative thoughts in your mind. Um, that just keep coming in. It's just like, uh, no. And it's when you allow yourself, your soul to really like wake up because you mentioned, um, you know, the difference in the subconscious and the conscious mind Mm -hmm. and how to, um, how we can truly make change at the subconscious level. Yeah. So the way I work is I, I don't start with a thought usually. I start with a feeling because from my perspective, it's really hard work to use the thought to change feeling. Just just imagine how many times you have been thinking about things that, oh, I should do this. And it doesn't matter if it could be the best thing ever, but you don't do it. But you have a feeling about something else you cannot even resist it, even if it's something bad for you. So you see which one is the strongest. So try to use the thought to overrun the feeling. It, it's possible, but it's hard work. And I don't like hard work. <laughs> I like it to be easy. So I start with the feeling because when the feeling changes, the thought changes automatically. And one very simple way to change the feeling is what we've been talking about to see it, take a step back so you don't drown in it and believe there is a truth and, and say thank you to it. Feel grateful for it bringing you awareness. And when you can do that, you're going to feel that you start to relax and it starts to fade away. You don't have to fight it. It will leave you because you, it, it felt seen because that was 
what it wanted. And then you're going to feel calm. And then a magic thing happened. And that is you come closer to your intuition. The, the wiser part of you that can guide yourself forward. So don't be surprised if you try this and then you get this hunch of calling this person or do this thing. And you might not even see the point of it, but you follow it through and then magic opens up. And this is how it works. I see it over and over again. Thank you for that. That The way you explained that just um, really resonated with me because I'm like, there are certain things that I'll get the thought of and I'll like look into, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll do that later. But then there are other things that it's like, I have a legit feeling towards. And that, what that reminded me of is when I, um, I volunteered in the Bahamas, the reason I did that was because I was watching the hurricane from Facebook live. And I was watching their new, the, the Bohemian news on Facebook and watching people drown and be like, be flooded and worry about their roofs coming off. And I was wow. so moved inside. I was like, and I told both of my jobs before I even found out how I was going to go. Like, I'm like, I'm going there. I'm going to go help. Like, because I was that moved. But then I was like, I was watching something else. Like this is recently. And I'm like, oh, I really, you know, I felt like I could help him, but it wasn't that same type of feel. And it was just mm -hmm. more so a thought. And I'm like, oh, there, there's a difference there. Yeah. There is definitely a difference there. Um, I, I think a part of me has also like limited my feeling. I feel like I've got a bigger heart wall up now because mm -hmm. of the craziness in this world and it's it's kind of mm -hmm. time for me to like cocoon in i do i go off and on and and sometimes i go on facebook and share my point of view and sometimes i just want to draw back and cocoon so i'm going back and forth but it's um I, I also, one of my, my big issues used to be that uh, I was the queen of, I wonder what people are thinking about me now. So I was afraid of stating my values and, you know, speaking up was a people pleaser. And that is something that I have outgrown and I'm still working on it even more. Uh, so speaking my truth, even if it's not positive or popular, uh, is a good practice for me. I love that. I definitely have like been a recovering people pleaser. I have an affirmation for it that has really, really helped me. Um, and whenever I get in the like, I can feel myself being like in the comparison trap or mm -hmm. like, I, I kind of got over the whole like what one of my coworkers actually asked me. Um, she was like, do you think about what other people's opinions are of you, like what people think of you. I said, I don't worry about that <laughs> at all. <laughs> I said, you gotta understand, like, I'm like, I care entirely too much about the people in my circle of influence thing. Mm -hmm. I, I'm like, and I will completely admit to that. And that's something that I have to work on, but like them other people online, no, like 
I don't even to think about what they think about me is a waste of my energy. Like, and it's, you know, if I, I do try my hardest, I don't want to come across as a person that offends people. So I do feel bad if I offend people. And that's something I'm going to just have to get over. Um, yeah. I'm so happy you brought this topic up because it's like, it's definitely something that it's like, man, like I just, uh, it's hard with the closer people are to you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's where the boundaries come in. Yeah. You know, for me, like in setting them up in my mind too. So that's why I'm like, maybe that's, maybe that's why I'm cocooning. I've been letting so many things go in my life at this moment right now too. Um, like I've been smoking since I was 18 years old mm-hmm. and I stopped, I, I wasn't like smoking cigarettes anymore. I was vaping. I stopped vaping last week. Mm-hmm. I um, started a sobriety journey a couple months ago. Um, I quit my day job to focus on my coaching business. I, released a bunch of childhood trauma, like all of this within the past, like two months. Wow. That's (laughs) a journey. (laughs) So that's why I say, that's why I'm like, I'm kind of like, Oh, I can't, I can't right now. I'm about to let a bunch of stuff go. I just, that's so yeah, that's why. That's the thing with, we, it's easy to believe that we are sort of, um, you know, holding back from the world or when we're cocooning, but we forget that we are part of the world. So if you do good things for you, you are helping the world. You cannot be outside the world. And at one level, we are all connected anyway. So the more people that really take care of themselves and, and you know, coming closer to the true self, which this kind of work is, the shadow work and you know, what both you and I are doing, is coming closer to the core of us. And the more people who do that, easier it will become for other people because it's, you know, you know, I know a few times I had this, you know, just inner knowing coming down to me, feeling that maybe the subconscious mind in the universe is the same thing. The collective consciousness? The subconscious mind. It's like, it's, that is the one thing that connects all of us. Mm-hmm. Because when we consciously work with these things, we, we end up in synchronicity. It's like you think of a person, that person calls you, you know, stuff like that, that simple stuff. But even bigger stuff, you, could, you, you get this idea to post something on Facebook or Instagram and the right person see that in the right moment and something better comes out of it. It's like, it's like you made a decision on a different level that you are aware of. So I just like to play with that thought that we, the subconscious mind is the same as the universe and we're all connected with each other. I, I, I'm so happy you brought this up because I, um, I've been really looking into collective consciousness. I've been Mm -hmm. reading right now. I'm reading the book, um, return of the bird tribes and it's, it's a spiritual book. Um, almost like the Native American side of what happened before Christianity came over to the United States mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. and how it's so related. And um, because while I'm a Christian, I do not believe 
that people of other religious views are wrong. I don't. I, I, I'm not that person. I was born a Buddhist. So I was raised mm-hmm. with different, with a different mindset, you know, and I'm not about to condemn anybody for their beliefs, whatever works for wh- whoever, that's their thing. The thing is, we are all in this world together. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that binds us all is love. Yes. And it's when we have that same love for one another, um, and on that, you know, just all seeing, all knowing, and, and it's so much more peaceful. It's so much more collaborative and it's such a better place. And um, I really do try to implement that in my daily life. And, you know, while my, my route to that is Christianity and I talk to Jesus and I, you know, drop, a, I just be dropping Jesus on people. I understand that that's not necessarily for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I respect that at the same time too. Um, but at the end of the day, the core feeling is love yeah and if you then think about if you start with actually accepting yourself exactly as you are and can feel love for yourself how much easier it will be to feel love for other people even if you have different values different religions different whatever it it doesn't really matter because behind those beliefs and ideas we are pretty much the same I literally, like I'm getting tears in my eyes because literally on Sunday I was in church talking about like, like what I was getting from the message was just this new level of acceptance and not expecting people to be anything more or less than what they are, but accepting them for where they are on their journey of life. Mm -hmm. Just like God accepts us where we are we don't have to come to him all fixed up and all the other stuff you know what i'm saying we it's a true acceptance and it's so important to accept yourself and know what's right for you and and everything so the fact that you mentioned that like that that was just like whoa that's crazy (laughs) (laughs) well i see that we are connected (laughs) yeah that was insane so what I, i have one more question you you have a money quiz. So tell me a little bit about what you, the work you do around money and shifting. And, you know, do you believe money is energy or um, what is your ideas on money? My ideas on money is that it's paper, it's coin, it's credit cards and, and cryptocurrency. Uh, and that is sort of the surface level of money. But what money represents is so much more interesting because you cannot do anything in our culture without touching money. You cannot, I mean, you sleep in a bed, you live in a house, you eat food, everything is related to money. So that's why we, you know, work 40 hours a week or maybe more to get money to pay the rent and buy food and everything we want. But we have so many feelings and ideas around money and what money means to us. And I have myself struggled a lot with money before. So, uh, and I can now looking back, I can see why, because I felt worthless. <laughs> so a part of me felt I wasn't deserving money and even other good things. 
So it's not actually about the money, but it what, what money represents, it show, how it shows up in our lives. So by working with money as a tool, we can go deeper into our limiting beliefs about ourselves and change that. And it's so interesting what happens with people to look at. And uh, I just finished a, a six-week course. Uh, I have one accelerator six-week course. And this one lady, she had, she's in the gaming industry. She, she works with uh, big corporations to do quizzes and games for them. And that stopped totally when the pandemic started. So she didn't have any new sales coming in for 18 months. And I think it was in this, after the second week, the day after our session, she had two uh, people asking her to start working with her. She finalized one contract by the end of the week. And then that person keep giving her more work. So that is just one example of what can happen with money. But that hasn't happened for everyone someone else might feel more confident in stepping out and be seen. So it really depends on where the people are at, what happens. But everything is about raising, you know, uncovered layers of lies, if you want to call them like that, limiting beliefs, and coming closer to the true you. So it's actually a good way to invite people into my world because most people would like to have less stress around money. But what they get is something more on a deeper level. It's not just about money. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I actually, the, I'm telling you, the synchronicities are insane. Last week, I finished a book um, by Amanda Francis. I love uh, her, yeah. The book, um, Rich as Fuck. More money than, than you know what to do with. Oh my goodness. Like I just, <laughs> and, and, okay. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm a Christian, but I, I got a potty mouth. So I was just like, I, I, I really, you know, dived into that book and it's, it's similar to, you know, what you're saying. So it's like, I definitely understand where you're coming from on, on the such deeper levels because it's, you know, she had so many different, um, in the book itself, she had so many different, like, exercises for you to do mm -hmm. uh, around your self-worth and um you know like what what it feels like what you feel like when you have a certain amount and everything like that um because it's, it's insane what money can do um both ways yeah uh-huh yeah like how I mean and for the longest I was attaching my self-worth to my income mm. for the longest. And I mean, it took me, it took me a while to break that. And I don't think many people actually do break that. No, um, it's, I think it's ingrained so much in the culture. And also this, if the woman make more money than the, the man, they, the man might start to feel that they're not good enough just because of that. So, so many things goes on around money. Yeah, my husband's not like that. He is totally fine <laughs> with me being a multimillionaire. He is totally <laughs> fine with that. Like he is on board for <laughs> <Yeah>. mine too. <laughs> <laughs>
And I mean, I um that that's that's funny. I'm so I'm so grateful, you know, that we even had to, got to have this conversation. And I love the work that you're doing and how you're helping people transform their lives on so many different levels, especially with like the soul level. Yes. Cause when you you really shift on the subconscious, who you are, your your intuition, when you shift all that, when you when you get clear with that, your world changes and transforms in so many different ways. Yeah. I, I can tell you this that <clears throat> I just um, realized that today that I think it's about five, six years ago, I created a vision and when I work with expansion method, it's one person to create a vision and install that new idea into the subconscious mind. And it felt like it's not gonna happen, it, it didn't happen. So I then sort of uh, looked at other things and used them and I sort of forgot about it. And I realized that it has started to happen now. I didn't even see it. It has been slowly coming into life. And why did it take so many years? Well, because I had a lot of things to transform before I was aligned for it. But the funny thing is, is that it has come with no effort. So if there's one thing I would like the listeners to really take from this is that when you focus and really make a firm decision what you want to create, it will happen. As long as you're willing to work with yourself and create awareness of what resistance that comes up, and you continue to take the steps forward. That, it sounds simple. It is not always simple, but that's the way to actually consciously create a life that you desire. And when you have doubts that come up, it's normal. Just don't believe that that's the truth. It's normal. It's, you have a chance to create awareness around it. And you just continue on your path and don't, change your vision keep it alive have it with you and and just keep moving forward and fears are nothing to be afraid of or any discomforting feeling they are uncomfortable yes but there's nothing to fear they help you to create awareness did i say that it helps you to create awareness Um, okay, I, I do have another question now. I want you to talk a little bit more about the expansion method before you go. Just a little okay. bit more about exactly what um, what you do in that and like the results really. Yeah. So um, when I uh, work with people, I uh, either they have a, a situation where they feel discomfort and then we start working with that. If they don't have that, we focus on what they want to create. And the when I ask them to look at the vision, that will stir up some resistance. So I'm looking for the resistance. And then actually I'm not doing anything really. It's more like I'm holding the space for it to shift. As I said earlier, the, this, these uncomfortable feelings, they want to be seen, understood, listened to. And that is what happens when I help them to hold the space for it. So they will feel that it shifts and it can shift in several ways. It can move, you know, 
often you notice in the body and it can shift to different parts of the body. It can shift to different feelings. And then, you know, suddenly it just evaporates and disappears. And uh, it's not, I mean, it's, it's often that people start to think about the problem they used to have. And then it's like catching a dream because it has left the system. So it's no longer there. They just know it was something, but they cannot really remember what it was anymore. So, and uh, so actually it's simple and profound, and it's not that most easy to explain. <laughs> uh, and for most people, they feel a shift within five minutes. Most people do. That's crazy. I love that though. I love it. Thank you so much. Crazy in a, an amazing, awesome way. You know, not like, <laughs> like I, I, I tell you what, I've had so many shifts and realizations listening, like listening to you, talking to you. Um, the synchronicities have been insane. Um, and, you know, I, I just, I thank you so much for joining me today. You know, again, guys, her links are in the show notes below. Definitely check out her website, take that quiz, check her out on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it was such a joy to be here with you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Empowered Woman Badass and Unfiltered Podcast. If you found any value in this, please consider sharing and subscribing. Now go out and be a badass. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.